You know, a lot of people say that college is the time when young men and women expand the way that they look at their world, when they open their minds to new ideas and experiences, and when they begin that long journey from the innocence of youth to the responsibilities of adulthood. Now, isn't that a load of horseshit? <laughs> Could you explain that to us a little more? The weekly pseudo-academic pop culture roundtable with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, and I am once again here with my co-host, Wayne Wise and Palindrome Hannah Rogers. How's it going, guys? Good. We are... This is um, the three of us. I don't know where Katia is. She's ascended to a higher plane, but the three of us haven't been on the same show in a couple of weeks now. Um, We we are back together because I guess I'm trying to remember the order. Last week's show was the Wizard World show. And the week before that was the Puerto Rico show, both of which were good. You should go back and listen if you haven't. But um, it was nice to actually it's both nice to not be on the air. And also I miss it because if I'm not getting attention for more than like 35 seconds i get really antsy but um but the puerto rico show was awesome i enjoyed that so you should definitely go back and listen to that and learn all about you know a part of the country that if you're in the united states lots of people don't think about very much so i enjoy i enjoyed listening to that hannah you were there so i learned a lot (laughs) (laughs) and then last week wayne and i we did a live show with um, with Danny Anderson of the Sectarian Review, friend of the show, and uh, a couple of colleagues of mine, Caitlin and Josie, and that was the Wizard World show. So it's always nice to do shows with people in front, you know, in front of us in, in an audience. It's weird, but it but it's cool. An an audience of ones. He <laughs> <laughs> said that on the show too. I think you said that, or Danny said that. I'm like there were there were more than one people there. Yeah, I, 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 ones, one, ones is a multiple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's topic, today's topic should be interesting. This is now I'm, I'm trying to decide, does this count as pop culture? Is it is going to college pop culture? I mean, there's lots of movies about experience in the zeitgeist like you're expected to do certain things okay there's certainly enough movies made about the experience so yes Mm -hmm. it's influential of pop culture this is our back to school special in classic vox podcast manner it'll be one with drinking and swearing which you know (laughs) no never happens in college (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right um so before I introduce the guest, I just want to say a little bit about like, you know, why this came up. Uh, my, my mother is very close with her cousin and um, her cousin has a son who's about 15 years younger than I am or something like that. And so when he was getting ready to go to college, you know, quite some time after I graduated, they had him call me to ask me questions about preparing for college. And it was like, well, you know, you should talk to someone who, you know, who's, who's been there and who's learned a lot and can give you tips and pointers. So he calls me and, you know, like, I, 
I don't know him real well because he's so much younger, but I, but you know, we know each other and he's trying to be very respectful. Cause you know, <laughs> cause he thinks I'm an adult, <laughs> and, um, but um, he was asking, so, you know, they said I should call you and you should ask questions about, about college. And, and I was giving him tips and I was like, all right, well, the most important thing I think is, is time management. Cause you know, you have to make sure you leave time for, you know, you're going to be going out drinking a lot and, you know, trying to have as much sex as possible. And he goes, no, 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 I'm not like that. I'm not going to be that. I'm not, I, I'm not going to drink or do anything crazy. I'm there, going there to learn. And I said, don't bullshit me, boy. This is, look, look they, they, had, they had you call me. You're not calling some random grown up. You call, they call, had you call me because they knew I was going to tell you everything straight. So this is what it is. Do you want my help or not? And he's like, I do. And I was like, all right. So my college experience was, not necessarily the most studious the first time I went to college. I, I you know, I, I, I made some mistakes. I was drunk for a year, um, literally for the entire year. And um, so, uh, so I thought I had some good advice. And um, since then, I've become a better student. I had to learn to be a student in college. But between us, we've got, and Katia's not here, but between us being in elementary school, high school, college, grad school, uh, we've got a good, what, 75 years of college experience, uh, of, of school experience between us? Something like that? Well, quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is depressing. Um, but also I thought, you know, let's get some other perspectives because all of us, all three of us are going to have, you know, sort of a humanities literary sort of experience. So I wanted to invite somebody who had sort of, you know, a STEM exper experience because for some reason people seem to think that that's important, science and math. I don't know. But um, so I wanted to welcome my friend Keith Irwin to the show. Hey, Keith, how's it going? Hello. Hi, Keith. I'm doing fairly well. <laughs> Keith, what do you do? For my, I, I am a computer science professor, an associate professor at Winston-Salem State University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. so, so that counts as STEM, I guess, you know. Yeah. Useless, yeah. Yeah. useless wasting your life stuff when the, you, you could be reading comic books instead. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that actually this is what my dad wanted me to be. <laughs> <laughs> your dad wanted you to read books for a living? No, no, no. He wanted me to be a computer scientist. Well, oh. Like not necessarily. He he eventually was willing to compromise on media that at one point, but he was also a computer scientist. So he was like when I was like three years old, he was like, Here, check out this cool motherboard and how how we can like work on it together. <laughs> so are you saying that, you know, with a PhD in literature, you're a disappointment to your family? <laughs> no, no, they've gotten over it. Okay. <laughs> That's good. They're very proud of me. Oh, good, good. Hi, Hannah's parents. Do we know if they listen to the show yet? I know you so you can swear as much as you want it doesn't matter she, she doesn't do well, that she's a good girl i well you know actually like <laughs> i think my college experience might be different than some people's here because i uh did basically think about it as an opportunity to learn yeah you know and to be fair i did a lot of that my i didn't have the the crazy college experience until grad school Mm -hmm. uh, which I, is backwards from most people. Like by grad school, most people are taking it seriously. And like I, I did undergrad and I, I was a commuter for all four years. So I didn't have the living on campus experience, which left me out of a lot of the, the craziness. Um, but then, you know, for grad school, I lived in an apartment with five undergrads for 
you know, two years and it was that experience. So definitely something we should talk about commuting and living on campus. But before we do that, I want to introduce our second guest. And this is someone who's been on the show before returning to the show all the way back from when we talked about the best show on television, Riverdale. Um, Sophie. <laughs> Hi, Sophie. Welcome back. Hi, thank you. Someone is confused and thinks that it's not a good show. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a different show. We invited Sophie back because unlike the rest of us really old people, Sophie, you're not yet in college, but you're I guess you're probably applying to them right now, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Sir, Jesus. <laughs> You've been on this show before. <laughs> God, oh God, I have to stop the show now. <laughs> Not in college. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're um so you're a senior in high school, right? Yes. Okay. Going into my senior year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess so, uh, as this drops, this is, you know, this is probably dropping this episode, um, probably coming out like as people are going back to school. So the hope is, you know, you can be like my cousin was everything that you've ever wanted to know about college. That's not from people who are going to lie to you and tell you that the only thing that's important is study, study, study. Don't do anything crazy because no one ever does that in college. And so. Oh, no, never. <laughs> a lot of people's idea of what college is before you get there probably comes from TV and movies and stuff. You know, I saw Animal House. I'm prepared for this or, you know, American Pie or um, what, Jesus. What other I'm trying to think of good college movies? College is really like American Pie. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Actually, I think college is more like accepted. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, well, has anybody seen accepted? Accepted's great. Probably this show started with a bumper from accepted, or maybe it's going to end with a bumper from accepted. I'm not sure. I was thinking about that earlier today. Hannah, tell them what accepted it's about. Uh, basically, this kid can't get into any colleges, so he creates his own. And it's actually like a pretty cool critique of the college system, I think, personally. Yeah, I love the movie, and I actually had to watch it for a college class. Like I had a class uh, in grad school and in, in my master's, I, um, we had a class where we studied the movie accepted as a critique of the American collegiate system. It, it's brilliant. It's, um, you know, and it goes into a lot of probably what we're going to talk about in the show today. So should we talk about social or academic stuff first? I don't know. Um, Sophie, as the co-host for this show, what are you more interested in first? We'll go with both, but you, you want to know academic stuff or social stuff? Um, oh my gosh, I'm the most indecisive person in the world. <laughs> college, college is going to be great for you. You can major in everything. <laughs> I might do that. Undeclared. Um, let's start with academic. Okay. All right. Well, uh, okay, fine. Let's start with academic. Uh, just out of curiosity, what are you hoping to major in? Hopefully, I will major in clinical psychology. Clinical psychology. Yeah. Okay. I have a master's in that. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, exciting. So, so, if you major in <laughs> clinical psychology, what that means is one day in 40 years, you can be an old white man who works in a comic book store. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, I wanted to be an old white man. I thought it was the major you took when you wanted to try and be able to convince other people that they were crazy and that you were the same one. That's the bonus. Yeah, I, and that's, I don't know, looking back, I, I, I suppose I had reasons for going into, I started out as, um, 
a history major and I, I took some interest classes. It was a very small college, I, my undergrad, and uh, really liked the, the one psych professor and just started taking them as electives. And next thing I knew, I had enough credits that I could fit in a second major by the time I graduated. So I did. Mm-hmm. And then when so did you time, major in history and, and psychology? Did, yeah. You have a double in, in history and psych. Um, and then after three years in the work world, I decided that's enough of that bullshit. I'm going back to school. And, <laughs> and psychology just seemed like the, the better option at the time. So, and I, even though I haven't used it in any official capacity in a long, long time, I really loved the program. I had a really good time. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, Mav, I use it in my job every day. I'm that yeah. bartender psychologist at the comic <laughs> shop. Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, well, before we get into like, you know, what are your majors useful for? Cause I think that's a good thing, but I actually wanted to sort of address that, you know, Sophie said, hopefully you're going to major mm-hmm. in clinical psychology and you pointed out, you know, you started out in history. I originally was a double major in art and computer science and I finished neither of those. I have a minor in, in them, but I ended up with a degree in creative writing and a second one in literary and cultural studies for my undergrad. Hannah, what did you start with and end up with? I started in bio, biochemistry mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't want to, I want to make it clear that like, this was not like a cliche. I flunked out and then like switched. I realized that I was just doing it to make my family happy. And so I decided to do what made me happy. And I ended up uh, double majoring in communication with an emphasis in journalism. Wow. Wow. All us, all us double majors here. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Keith, what about you? Uh, I started out in computer science. I did actually start out with the intention to do a double major between computer science and math. Mm-hmm. And then I just hit a point where the math classes were just not, I don't know, I just wasn't <laughs> engaged in them anymore. And so I switched to a minor that I already had completed yeah. at that point. That was about eighth so. grade for me. <laughs> so, yeah. so computer science at the start, computer science at the end, later well, went back for the PhD in computer science. Okay. Well, so, so. My, my, so, okay, so that's one out of the four of us. <laughs> and what I was getting at there, there's this weird thing that we do with the way education works. Um, and I don't know about every, you know, we've got listeners all over the world now, which is, yay, that's amazing to me. But, um, but at least in the American collegiate system, we ask you to pick a major when you're applying to school which is the most ridiculous thing ever because essentially what you're doing is you're going to a 17 year old who still lives with their parents and say, and you're saying, you know, what I said, what I asked Sophie jokingly at the very beginning of the show, you know, Hey, you're 17 and in high school, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? What what career do you want to retire from? (laughs) You know, good luck. (laughs) Um, Sophie, why'd you pick clinical psychology? I've always been uh, interested in how everybody is the same, but also completely different. And one of the classes that I took, I believe it was sophomore year, just really drove that concept home. And I really wanted to learn more about it. Mm -hmm. So do you intend to be a psychologist? Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> that was the most sure yeah. answer. Um, oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mev, yeah, you remember our, our part-timer at the store for a while, Mev. Uh-huh. Uh, Mev just finished up an undergrad psych degree and is going straight into a master's program for clinical psych. Okay, so, so it's possible. And yeah, well, and, yeah. and that's the thing. When I, when I 
left for college, I had full intentions of of designing. Uh, like I wanted to work in computer graphics. That's what I wanted to do. Hence the major in art and computer science. Like this seems like a thing that I am interested in because it was something that I enjoyed doing. Um, I mean, I started programming computers when I was like seven. So it was like, hey, this this sounds fun. And then the more I learned about it, the more I was like, I don't actually enjoy this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Keith, you even said, you said the same thing. You, you said, um, you, you know, I'm going to double major in math. And then you're like, turns out I hate math. And so <laughs> well, it's not, it's not that I hate it. It was just that it got to be a point where the classes were just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling them the same way. Yeah. My big change actually, cause I started out, I was one of those kids who also started programming at like seven mm-hmm. and when I was like 13 and found out it was something I could do for a job. Like my mind was blown. I'm like, yes, obviously that's what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I got my degree and I got out of college and I figured out, I don't actually want to be a programmer for a living. Like I like programming sometimes, but 40 hours a week in a room by myself with a computer. No. And so that's why I'm a professor now. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, what I found interesting about, you know, once I got to, I I liked math a lot in high school and I even liked math in college. I actually liked my math classes quite a bit. That said, what, what you study for math in college, what you study for computer science in college as well is not what you study for math or computer science in high school. They're barely related other than the name. Oh, also English. Like when you, an English class in high school is learning you know you learn grammar you learn to write in the very basic sense you read some classic books and then you you know you take tests on stuff and then you go to college and that's not what you know well there's a little bit of that in like first in the first english class you take you know freshman writing but for the most part english classes in college are not what people who haven't been to college and become an english major think they are at all i took computer science classes and it's like what do you mean you don't care what computer language we use what do you mean we're mostly not programming in this class you know like we're just gonna sit here and discuss the nature of algorithms for you know six weeks you know like that's it, it's not the same thing and you can't be expected to make a decision that you're going to decide on for the rest of your life when you're 17 to go because like, you don't know yet yeah and see it and like in my case like i i got to those algorithms class i'm like this is totally different i love it right so right. i i lucked out on that one and I, I think in theory that's what a liberal arts education is for is to expose you to all these different things you might not have been exposed to before and suddenly you discover oh my god i love you know psychology or something that you had never thought of until you you had the experience of it i i didn't go to college with that idea of I, this is the job I'm going to have for the rest of my life. I, some of that, I was first generation in my entire family to, to go to go to college. So I didn't have those expectations of what it meant. I, I had that weird idea of this is a place I can go to learn things as opposed to a place I can go to train for a career. And then over time, the world in college pushed me toward those careers. You should, I mean, yes, absolutely. You should be like open and like excited to learn new things. And like also, and I'm we'll talk about this more, like learn perspectives different yes. from your yes. own. Um, and learn and learn how to and learn how to not just like what like your professor is like telling you exactly what to think, but like how to think mm-hmm. and how to write. And that is super valuable. And you probably will change how you think about things in college. But 
I think a lot of people also like go into college, um, like trying to think what will make me the most money. And that's like what my, why my parents pushed me into wanting to be a veterinarian at first. And I did base like a lot, like my decisions about where to apply. Like I applied to school with veterinary programs. Um, like Mississippi State has a veterinary school attached to it and has like a, pre-vet program where you collapse for veterinary school on top of your undergrad degree so you can graduate faster. Um, luckily for me, I was rejected from that program and decided I didn't want to do that anyway. Uh, so I could do what I really wanted. Um, but, you know, like little things like STEM or something like law um, is like the way mm-hmm. to go. Even though that's not necessarily true. Like the law market is oversaturated, <laughs> FYI. Uh, but, but you know, like just because you have an English degree doesn't mean you can't do other things. Like I, I know that obviously I'm, you know, saying English is great because I'm an English major. But you don't, you don't just like become a writer or like become an academic. I know a lot of people who've gone on to work for like companies uh, as like PR managers. Like our athletic director at Mississippi State was an English major. At I designed today. software for 15 years with with an English degree. <laughs> Technical writers. Mm-hmm. Like. You should, you should really like look into what you're interested in and, you know, use like internships and courses and things like that to build up your resume and like explore things and like don't assume that there's just like two paths or whatever um, and fall into cliches uh, that like, I don't know, people on Twitter are like philosophers. Who needs philosophers? We need welders. I don't know. Thank you, Mark Rubio. Yeah. I also just wanted to say, like, related to that, the the thing I find, like, advising students that I find strangest is the extent to which some of them just, they don't seem interested in anything outside of whatever's immediately on their career path. I mean, not just even as an alternate career path, but just because it ought to be interesting. You know, I took linguistics because it sounded interesting, and that Mm -hmm. was tremendously valuable. Yeah. You know, and I have the students on what what sounds interesting to you, and they say, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, come on, find find something that sounds interesting to you. Well, one of the things that I like about, so Keith, you went to school with with me at Carnegie Mellon University, and even though I didn't finish my computer science uh, major, one of the things I liked about that program is uh, the computer science school at CMU forces you to minor in something like that. Like you, like you cannot graduate with only a degree in computer science because they want you to know that there are other things in the world. And I think that's, um, you know, one of the things that I encounter you know, when, when I teach freshman writing students is people think, oh, well, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to be um, a psychologist or I'm going to be a computer scientist. This class is just, I'm only taking it because I have to, and therefore it has nothing to offer me and it's not important. You know, like Wayne, you, you said that you learned what you wanted to do by taking a couple of classes and then, and that's, that's kind of the point. Like you don't really know. And the idea is even if you don't decide that you're going to become a whatever it, it's how you become a well-rounded person. And sometimes you get surprised. I decided, you know, my career path right now is based on the fact that I took a class called youth culture just because it, Hey, that's an interesting thing. I don't know what it means, but it's at a, it's at a time, you know, it's, it's taught at like six in the afternoon, 
So that sounds great. I, I like how that sounds. <laughs> um, so it was like, a, I, I can, I can do that. And, and, and it was fascinating. And I learned that there was more to the study of culture than what I thought it might be. And, you know, now I'm in grad school. So I, I think there's something to be said for that. A big part of college is just experiencing everything you possibly can. And maybe you'll be one of the lucky people. Um, like, like, for instance, Sophie, maybe you will decide. Um, I'm going to become a psychologist because I was right. This rocks. Hannah, you said some people do know what they want to do when they're 12 and, you know, good for those people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like seriously, good for them. I'm, 45 and I don't know what I want to do yet. (laughs) I'm working on it. For for the most part, I'm doing what I want to do, but there are probably other things. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Well, I think, I think Katia says that she, you know, she decided that she wanted to do this when she was like seven or eight. I think she said, she was fairly young. I don't remember the age, but she was fairly young. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to grow up and be a professor. And it's like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, And back to Sophie, like that was, that's your plan. But the the hope is you go there and, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Who knows? And it should be okay to not matter. I mean, like Hannah, you said, you know, at one point it was your parents wanted you to do this. You should never pick something just because your parents want you to do it. Do something fun. You know, learn something there. Like it wouldn't be a college program if they if the administration didn't think there was something to it somewhere. You know, people make fun of philosophers, but philosophy is a very important job. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. (laughs) Also, like a lot of philosopher, like philosophy majors, go on to like go to law school, go get like public policy degrees, Mm -hmm. like go work for senator offices. Well, because it, it it's very much a how how do you think kind of thing, you know. It, it's and you learn that that's transferable to almost anything else you go into. Mm-hmm. So to take it back to Sophie, so do you have any general questions about how academics work at college? I mean, it certainly varies by institution, but um, I think I know like the basis, <laughs> but I've never been to or experienced a college class. So I guess my question would be, is what is the true experience or the average experience of, say, like a college, like first year math class or like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has to take a math class. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it, I think that that question sort of is, the answer is it depends partially on how large the class is. Yeah. And um, where, where you're going. Right, because like, so like my college first year calculus class uh, had like 40 people in it. And the professor was like good at explaining things. Um, but because there were 40 of us, she didn't know who we were individually. And we basically like had a couple of TAs we could go to for help if we needed it. But mostly it was show up, listen to her lecture, do some practice problems in class, uh, and then like go off, do our homework come back, take a test uh, every, I don't know, four weeks. And then all the tests were averages, averaged together. Um, a smaller, like, seminar class, professors know your name, uh, so therefore it's less easy to skip. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Um, not that not that that's what anyone would ever do. <laughs> none, would. Of us, none of us did. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you will skip class someday, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. you will skip class. Here's, and here's, and this is more of the social thing, but again, as I said, manage your schedule. Don't let people manage your schedule. Um, like for you manage your schedule and be honest with yourself about who you are. I learned very quickly that um, I had to drop calculus. I actually never finished calculus. And uh, Hannah said, you said there are 40 in your, in your class um, at CMU. We, we had um, our calc classes were lecture and recitation. So on lecture days, there were about 200 people in my class. My, uh, my professor has no, or had no idea who the fuck I was. I would never learn anything in that setting. I did not learn anything in that setting because calculus was at 8 a.m. And, um, <laughs> and I don't I don't do 8 a.m. classes. And this is a true story. I went um, I went to drop my calculus class. I went and met with my academic advisor um, at midterms and I said, I want to drop calculus. And he said, all right. Oh, yeah. It says you're getting a D. Um, yeah, I see why you want to drop it. Well, maybe you can retake it. And I was like, maybe. And he looks through my grades and he's like, wait a minute. It's, it says you have it, it says you have a D for the class. And I said, that's right. And it says um, it says you got an A on the midterm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he's like, well, how can you possibly have a D in the, cl- in the class if you got an A on the midterm? And I said, well, I've only been there three times. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like you've been there three times. And I was like, yeah, I was there the first day. I made one random day and I went on midterm day. And he's like, how did you get an A on the midterm if you've never been to the class? And it's like, well, you know, I've been reading the book. I just, you know, I, I just don't go to the class. And he's like, well, why not? And I'm, you know, I've never turned into homework. I've, I've taken one quiz in the midterm. He's like, well, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, I mean, the, the class is at 8 a.m. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> he goes, <laughs> he's like, so what? It's, you know, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, it's 8 a.m. I'm, I'm, I'm not awake then. Um, so I don't go. Um, and he goes, you know, I, I made, I, I made a special point to show up for the midterm because it seemed important. So I set my alarm early enough to get up. But most days I just sleep through it. And then I, you know, I get the assignment from somebody and I read the book that night and, and he goes, okay, well, can you pass the class? Um, like, yeah, and I was like, well, according to the syllabus, if I, if I got an A on everything else for the rest of the semester, I'd probably end up with a C, maybe a, a, like a B minus. And he's like, oh, well, don't drop the class then just do that. And I looked at him and I said, okay, so here's the truth. I could promise you that I'm going to get up at class and go to 8 a.m., you know, for the rest of the semester. But we both know I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd be lying to you. I'd be lying to me. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hungover. I'm going to be asleep and I'm not going to go and I'm going to fail the class. Why should any of us be put through that? (laughs) And that's the, and that's the mentality you have now you should have. Now I don't, I'm not saying that you should be hungover. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take 8am classes. If you're a morning person, for some weird reason, <laughs> by all means. Okay, the morning person, I do have to say, 8 a.m.s are brutal because you think 8 a.m. That's not so bad, but you have to get up pretty early. And depending on how large the campus is and like what your roommate's doing and all this other stuff. And right breakfast schedule. Yeah, like 8 a.m. is 
super hard. I went to every 8 a.m. biology class my first semester, but did I make friends by like sitting in a row with them and us elbowing each other to stay awake? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that like, I, I mean, like lecture classes are pretty brutal because I mean, there's studies that are like after 12 minutes, everybody, even like med students who have really high stakes in listening, like stop listening because like people just can't concentrate for that long. Like mm-hmm. um, a lot like traditional like classrooms uh you sometimes rely heavily on tests and rely just on like you listening to a lecture and taking notes but like there, there are like a lot of like different ways professors like try and like mix up their college classrooms like bring in discussion having a flipped mm-hmm. classroom where you like do like listen to like lectures or like do reading ahead of time and then like spend more time doing active stuff in class i mean we play board games in my classes mm-hmm. I, you know um what do you guys do Depends on the class. I, I have a lot of I like my classes to be based way more around discussion. But, you know, I also don't teach classes with 200 students. If it's a lecture class, there's just no way to do that. My classes have 20, you know, 20 to 30 students in them. And it's really easy. You know, I'm going to make it fun because turns out I have to be there. I can't skip. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, like I try to make them engaging because, you know, I would be bored otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to just trying to think back to my my earliest experiences to go back to what Sophie is asking just about you know how that feels I remember you know, going from high school into college was just you know with with college you're in that class three hours a week whereas in high school you're there five days a week over and over and over again the information felt a lot more intense and condensed to me than I was used to in high school like there's a lot going on like I remember thinking oh this is what learning actually feels like as opposed to just showing up and absorbing stuff which is what I did most of high school um I just and I, I don't know just that sort of intensity of oh I'm in a different place now this is very definitely a different level what you had said earlier Mav this is not grade 13 this is a yeah. different experience yeah. mm-hmm. and that, that's certainly not to scare you out it's just be, be prepared it is different I my one of my first first college class I ever sat in, sat in was a world history class uh, John Holleran who was one of the single best professors I ever had uh, I had him for seven different classes in history um, he came in and he's this little short fire plug looking man just you know, floored and loud and bombastic and just he, that first couple of weeks he's hitting us with these expectations and he's lecturing and and you know it's a freshman history class world history class and i don't know small college but there are probably you know 30 to 40 of us in there and i'd say a good 25 percent dropped the class and took it from somebody else the day after the drop ad period he came in and said okay now that the weaklings are gone i'm going to teach this the way i want to <laughs> and lightened up dramatically and was one of the best professors i ever had <laughs> what about you what do you do to make it more fun oh i don't know really uh, where i can i do try to have uh, students actually doing things in class but a lot of times it's difficult. Like I'm teaching operating systems this semester and it's like, I just kind of need to teach them how an operating system works. I can't really like have a discussion about how they think an operating system <laughs> ought to work. It's, <laughs> you know, so like I, I like to, as much as possible, try and engage them, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's difficult to figure out how to do that. Like my databases class is very, very hands-on and I try and make my information security class as hands-on as I can, but some of the others just wind up being regular lectures. Mm-hmm. I have a question for Sophie. I'm wondering how, how good are you at studying like the actual word studying 
Oh, I don't think I've ever studied. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That's your problem. Um, maybe for like finals. <laughs> so, especially with classes like biology that are a lot of memorization. Uh, so I, I don't know if I still, I, who am I kidding? I still give off the vibe of perfectionist and uh, <laughs> you? So, I did study uh, in high school, but then I like figured it would still just kind of be like that in college. Um, and I figured if I stayed for like two days before my first biology test, it would be fine. It was not fine. Um, there was just like so much information. So I had to change mm-hmm. my study habits. So I like would go home after lectures every day. Uh, and then I would turn that day's lectures into flashcards, uh, to help me memorize it and do a little bit at a time. So I wasn't overwhelmed when the test came up instead of just like waiting until the last minute to study. Um, and like the same, I think it can go for like anything like writing an essay. Um, uh, uh, also like it's really fun when you have like three tests on the same day. Um, Ooh, exciting! <laughs> yeah, they, I, we do not yeah. coordinate with each other. Um, yeah. I, I didn't learn to study until college, and late in college, I, I didn't. You know, that was one of my big problems. I didn't study a day in high school or elementary yeah. school. I didn't. I didn't know what that was. Um, I what helped me even, and this actually helped in early college. Is like I love reading. Like it doesn't. You know, that's not a chore to me. I, I wasn't joking. Like I was skipping calculus every day, but I was still reading the book because I found reading about calculus to be interesting. So I was like, oh, sure, I'll, I'll read this book on calculus derivatives. Fascinating. You know, that was <laughs> I'm I was a nerd. Um, so that helped. But that said, just reading the book and memorizing stuff isn't it, it's not quite good enough to get you to especially once I got to the higher math classes and I learned things like, you know, um, like there's no there's no way to just memorize how to build a proof. You just have to learn the process yeah. of doing it because when the test comes, you've got to be able to do it on the fly. And that happens with literature classes too. Like um, one, of, one of my big problems with lit classes, with teaching students lit classes is, um, oh, here's a, here's a tip for you, Sophie. When you take literature classes, read the book. sounds really simple but it's amazing how many people don't um yeah i I have here here, here's here's a tip and and hannah you'll you'll back this up if your instructor assigns a book that also happens to have a movie of the book trust me they've seen the movie they've probably seen more versions of the movie than you have they've probably watched the movie a dozen times they've probably read the book a dozen times and i assure you they know the difference better than you do they've also read the wikipedia page i can tell now here's where it gets interesting i don't actually care if you don't want to learn which is not to say i mean i I want everybody i want every all of my students to do well but i don't really care that much if you know you fail because you're paying to be here it's your time you know if you you want to fail the class i mean go ahead but don't like don't try to just know the professor by like so for instance most recently this summer i I taught a summer class so this time this summer i taught breakfast at tiffany's the book breakfast at tiffany's and there's a movie called breakfast at tiffany's i'm a big fan of both they have very little to do with each other. They're very different. Um, and I, I had 
Well, I mean, it, it's a similar plot. I, I was kidding. But, I was being sarcastic. Oh no, no, it, it is similar. It is similar. The the, the all the major beats are there. Um, <laughs> Tiffany's is in it. Yeah, um, so all the same character. Well, most of the same characters are there. There's a few characters that aren't in the book. I mean, in the movie, and there's a few characters that aren't in the movie that are in the book. Um, and the movie is this lovely romantic comedy that is, you know, problematically racist in 2019. But like the actual structure of it is a you know cute little romantic comedy, and the book is not because. Because the narrate the you know the the male lead is gay and the female lead is not and that precludes any romance and makes the plot quite different. But you know you have to watch the movie to know that, or you have to watch Seinfeld. Um, but, <laughs> but but I've you know but I had students. I had two students talk about the um, oh also the names were changed and I had two students in the class this 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 summer talk about stuff that was just from the movie and about their romantic relationship and how they end up together and that doesn't happen in the book and even if you're better than that you know we can still tell the difference is unlike high school I'm not going to yell at you because I don't really care you know I'll, you'll you'll just do you'll just do poorly I I had um we get observed we have like um one of the things that happens when you teach is sometimes other teachers will come in to watch you teach and just give you give you feedback on um on you know here's some stuff that i noticed that you know you might want to work on or here's something i thought you did well and my boss came in and observed me once and she uh, and after class we were talking and she's like so you probably don't know this but you know there's these three students in the back row and i said who spend the entire time on facebook um, that one's on facebook that one's shopping and that one's playing video games and she says oh you know it's like of course i know and she says well why do you let them use computers and i was like well i don't care <laughs> she said well don't you find it distracting it's like not at all if they were distracting other students i would stop them but they're sitting in the back row and they're you know not paying attention they're doing other stuff and she's and she says well why don't you stop them and it's like well they're gonna fail the class i mean none of them are doing well if you're doing if you can sit there and not pay attention and still pass my class then you deserve an a good for you but if you can't you know no one's going (laughs) that's your problem then you fail that's your problem they don't pay me enough to care about that i'm not going to yell at you because it isn't 13th grade you're grown up well uh (laughs) just some hot tips uh read the syllabus yes uh maybe like follow the instructions on the assignment sheet oh god yes <laughs> Read the- can, can i tell my worst cheating story sure my my story of when the students just so i gave an assignment to write an ethics paper we don't do a lot of paper writing in computer science but we do a little and the assignment said uh choose one of the following topics write uh sorry choose two ethical questions related to that topic give me three opinions for those two questions um they didn't even have to be sourced just find them i had a student who literally just printed out the wikipedia article for computing ethics and turned it in wow oh, yeah okay i, I had a second student <laughs> who took that same article but rewrote the whole thing sentence for sentence uh, <laughs> And what I love about these is if I hadn't noticed this, at best, this would have been a D minus paper (laughs) because the art, it doesn't follow the instructions at all. It doesn't choose one of those ethical topics, choose two questions, you know, it does none of that. I mean, honestly, I feel Uh, like it has to be harder sometimes to plagiarize than is to just do the like short assignment. Yeah. It's not like, like, you know, sometimes like I'll assign a movie like Zootopia, the Disney film. Yes, the Disney film. And I'll say, write a paragraph analyzing one scene from the film of your choice. It's a fun movie. It's an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, even if you put in no effort, 
because it's for like completion. It's like 30 minutes of your time ish, probably to like write that little paragraph and turn it. In. It doesn't have to be good. Mm-hmm. It just has to be turned it. So like, mm-hmm. why not just do that and get your completion <laughs> credit and not try and steal someone else's work, which like when, when people plagiarize, they also forget to change the fonts. Like, I'm not even talking about, like, things that happen to me. Luckily, my, now my students have plagiarized, but they don't change the fonts. They leave links into the thing they've plagiarized. They, mm-hmm. like, make it patently obvious that it's not their work. Um, mm-hmm. and if you're suddenly a much better or a much worse writer, we know you didn't do it. It's, it's <laughs> Or in one case, I had one where it sounded like marketing copy, because it was. But actually, uh, read your university's plagiarism and ethics guidelines because I think a lot of people think yes. that plagiarizing is simply like copy and pasting that Wikipedia article and turning it into your own work. But plagiarism and ethics can mean different things. Like actually at Mississippi State, if you like messed up a lab but put in correct numbers anyway, even if you didn't get those numbers, that was considered cheating. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about that. Um and there's a for us it's yeah, for us, it's not citing things correctly. If you do, if you don't cite things, then you can fail. You can fail a class on plagiarism um, charges at our at our university, and that's important to know. Oh, you know, so don't. Yeah, do also, it. Check, I mean, I I don't think we should be super sticklers about MLA or APA style or anything like that. But also check your citations. So, like for example, if you write a paper about Jane Eyre, don't cite Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, those are different books. Um, And I'm sure it's like a simple, like, copy and paste mistake um, from, like, Mm -hmm. a citation they turned into me before. But also, Mm -hmm. like, you know, proofread your work before you turn it in. Uh, You catch a lot of, like, simple mistakes that way. Reading out loud helps. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's not, in in general, it's not cheating to ask someone else to, like, look over your work and give each other peer review. Mm -hmm. Um, but check the syllabus yeah. and check the syllabus and find out. Um, I actually, I, I did have, um, I had one academic plagiarism, not uh, academic integrity violation when I was in college um, because, and I, I got away with it. Bec- well, we, we got caught, but I got away with it because a, I was too stupid to know that I wasn't supposed to do it. Cause I didn't actually read the syllabus and that was clear. And B, I was honest about it. Um, what, it, what ended up happening for us was um, I had a, I took a computer science class, uh, uh, 15 to 11 for, um, which means nothing to anybody except for Keith. But, um, but I, I, I took a class and um, I got called into the prof- uh, professor's office and he said, do you know why you're here? And I said, no. And they said, well, we have it. Uh, we believe that you have uh, plagiarized um, your, your, your whatever assignment. And I said, I absolutely didn't do that. And they're like, well, you have a very similar, um, you have very similar code to, and to a couple of other students. And I said, I literally said, well, I should have the exact same code as, and I named three other students. <laughs> and they said, and he said, excuse me. And I was like, well, we sat in the lab and, you know, the four of us wrote it together. So I would imagine it's exactly the same. And he's like, so you're admitting you did that. And I was like, of course, we sat next to each other and we wrote the program together. So, I mean, I would imagine they're identical. And he goes, you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And they gave me another chance because like the syllabus says not to do that. I just did anyway. And I admitted it because I was dumb and I didn't know. And the and the other students failed because they tried to lie about it. They're like, oh, I would never do that. I was they gave me another chance because I was like, yeah, absolutely. This is what we did. 
So, so, but don't do that. If you read the syllabus, we would have known that you weren't allowed to do that. I just didn't bother. Oh, and also like you should, if you have a like question or like problem or you need extension, you should definitely like email or like go to your professor's office hours and talk to them. Um, yes. And if, if their professor, yeah. if the professor is not a dick, uh, they should be able to like work with you. Like I give my students extensions all the time because like, you know, shit just happens. Mm-hmm. I was going to say about the office hours too. I think most students don't realize how few students actually come to office hours. Almost none. Like I, I spend most of my office hours just doing other things. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've tried to bribe my students into coming. I did offer homemade fudge <laughs> for anyone who showed up for <laughs> office hours one semester, which, which brought me up from about like two students that semester to about four. But Sophie, do you know what office hours are? <laughs> hours in an office <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well no and, yeah, and, and that's and yeah. I, I think that's kind of a problem because i don't know that anybody explains it yeah um so you okay on your syllabus when you get there you'll find you'll, you'll find at the very top of the syllabus almost certainly um at the top in the title it's going to say um your instructor is professor maverick professor Irwin, whatever and and it's going to say my office is in my college hall, 639A, that's where my office is at, at, my, at my campus. And my office hours are Tuesday from noon till um, 1.30 and Thursday from noon till 1.30. That means that for an hour and a half on Tuesday and Thursday, I am paid to sit in my office and wait for someone to come and talk to me. No one ever does. Yeah, I, I I think that, like, we should probably, as instructors, rebrand them to, like, student hours or something, or, like, drop-in hours. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah. like, another show. But, yeah, like, talk to your professors, oh. because I, I, like, got better grades by finding out what their expectations were by, like, talking things out with them. Mm-hmm. And, and most of them are going to be flexible enough. If you can't make those hours, you talk to, them ap- oh, yeah. talk to them after class, find out what a good time to talk to them is. We have iPhones. Email me. I'll see it. Yeah. You know, just like, can you come, can you come in? It's just, yeah. But I mean, I like we sit there. I I mean, I sit there and I play Puzzle Quest on my phone sometimes or I catch Pokemon because we're not allowed to leave. It's our job to sit there for, you know, during office hours and make ourselves available. And people think that a lot of times people think that, you know, they are only supposed to go if they're stupid or something. No, really. You can drop by and ask anything you want. That's like part of the job. And there are also there are peer counselors and academic counselors and and places to help you study. There's all kinds of, if you're having trouble with any of your classes, there are all kinds of options to help you out. Yeah, like the writing studio. Um, you're not stupid for going to the writing studio. It's just a way to get No. Yeah, I mean, my, my job as a graduate assistant was basically helping students who were having problems, you know, teaching them study skills, which I was not the best person in the world for that job. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just helping them navigate college and, and some of the issues and, and that type of thing. Uh, time management, helping them set up time management things. You know, they're getting overwhelmed with homework and, and you know, all that sort of thing. And I, I got, I, I have all this homework this weekend, but there's this bitching party I need to go to. What do I do? <laughs> I want to get to that. Cause before, yeah. you know, I, 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 I want to talk about some of the social stuff too. I, Sophie, unless you had other questions about academics. Uh, not right now. I'm pretty set with, all the things that you guys informed me about. <laughs> okay. So Wayne, you, you mentioned, you know, you're talking about things that, you know, study habits being important, help getting help important, especially given like how much of college is about social life and partying and stuff, which is stuff I joked about at the beginning. So 
Well, actually, Sophie, what are your questions about social lives at, at college? <laughs> Uh, how do you meet friends? <laughs> I am so introverted and I have my little set of friends here in my little town, my little school. So what, what I know about Sophie is, um, you know, when the first time you were on the show, followed you on Instagram, and as far as I can tell, you have exactly five friends. <laughs> like every picture that Sophie ever appears in is her. You have four other girls you hang out with, and yep. one guy who I assume is maybe your boyfriend because yep. he, there's only one guy. And so you, literally, you know no one else. You all have to go to the same college. That's the only answer. That was exactly what I was going yeah, to ask. That is the only way. <laughs> no, you probably can't just put them in, in your suitcase and take them with you. So that's a good question. Mm -hmm. How do you? <laughs> I was going to try that. <laughs> How do you meet friends? That's a good question. <laughs> well, first off, you'll be on a floor with a bunch of other people yeah, if you live so. on campus. Yeah. And probably not all of those will be your best friends, but it's a good, you know, it's a group of people you can sort of go, hey, we're going to go get supper. Do you want to go get supper? And it tends to work from there in part. Yeah, I mean, my, one of my best friends from college, I made by like being on the same floor as her and uh, we actually live in the same city now and hang out still. So, yep. uh, and uh, we actually like at Mississippi State, um, there was like a learning community um, where we got put in like some small like same classes together. Uh, mm -hmm. we, took, we took intro to speech and intro to psychology um, and there, I think it was like 20 of us. And we all like actually we all lived on the same floor and took classes together. Um, and there were other mm -hmm. things, and so we made friends. But <laughs> yes, my cat is being crazy right now. We, we have a special guest appearance. Um, I also like I joined the newspaper, and all my best friends from college came from the newspaper. There are a ton of different student organizations of various sorts a ton of different clubs, just find something you're interested in and show up yeah. because uh, that's, you know, they, they, they all pretty much need more members and they want more people yeah. and be friendly and you just show up, you know, three, four weeks in a row and you're a regular and everybody knows you and it's a good place to make friends. <laughs> that's what, one of the, and, and one of the things that's I great about that in real life. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's yeah. the great thing about college is, you know, we were talking about academics. I said, you know, you're grown up. So I treat you like one as a teacher, but college isn't entirely grown up. It, it's, it's grown up with training wheels and the training <laughs> wheels are awesome. And I miss them because like yeah. in, in real life, if you're into, I mean, uh, I don't want to pick comic books because comic books are easy because everybody's anime. in the comic book. Yeah. Sure. Anime. If you're into anime in real life, you have to like work and like go on the internet and find people and meet people. Or if you're into politics or if you're into anything, you know, on college, if you name a subject, there's a club. Carnegie Mellon had a fucking juggling club. <laughs> like, like, you know, and it had a bunch of members. And like, uh, and the way I found out, I was not a member of the juggling club. A good friend of mine um, was. But the way I found out about the juggling club is I happened to be walking through the student union one day and the juggling club was just meeting there, like in, in like the common area. And you know they're there because it's they're just juggling. twenty idiots like <laughs> juggling in the middle. And, I, and I'm, making, I'm, I'm making fun of them because that's what I do. 
but really it's awesome because it was just 20 people who were super into juggling. And so there's a club for that. And some of them are social. Some of them are, you know, Hey, I like comic books. I like juggling. I like anime. I like chess. There's things like that. Or there's stuff that is just like, there are, you know, we had clubs that were just social groups, or maybe there's some political issue you're really into. Like, um, there's, um, uh, there's, you know, Hey, you know, well, I'm not for not for me, but there's like the young conservatives club clubs or the liberals clubs or um, at my school right now, Duquesne, we've got um, gender form is a club that um, one of my former students started. And it's basically just um, it's a club where people talk about issues of gender outside of class, because I, you know, obviously I teach a lot of gender and sexuality classes. So this is, you know, I, I think she started originally as sort of a support group for people who were, you know, going through gender identity issues or or um, sexuality issues. But it sort of progressed beyond that to where it really isn't, you know, they've got a lot of straight cis members, too, because it's just a club for people who like talking about gender issues and, you know, like like you would do in class, but in a non-class setting. And we've got literally everything. And it's so great to just be able to, you know, go on the Internet and just find out, you know, what clubs there clubs are there. And that's a good place to start. You know, I think that, like, I was convinced because I went to Southern University that uh, if I didn't join a sorority, I wouldn't make friends. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can totally rush if that's your thing. So it wasn't mm-hmm. my thing. Because I've said, I think, at least four times on the show, I personally don't want to dance on tables, but I wanted to reserve the option to dance on tables. And, like, <laughs> sororities were full of rules and stuff that I didn't feel like following. Um, mm-hmm. And paying money to, like, follow. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, like, there there are universities that are known for certain things, like being, like, fraternity and sorority are, like, party-heavy. And even mm-hmm. if you're not interested in those things, you can still find people who are interested in the things you are. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, people... Uh, go. I I read Reddit, so I don't have a account. Um, and sometimes I like check and see what's going on on our Duke. And like people who are interested in going to Duke are like, well, I don't have money. Um, and does this mean that I'm going to be like shut out? And like, there's a lot of class conflict at Duke, of course. But you know, there are people um who don't have money um in mm-hmm. billions and millions of dollars who go to Duke and like they have friends and it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably anything that you're into, there's other people. Colleges are big. There's other people who are there who are into it. And if there is no club, it actually isn't that hard to start one. Yeah. You know, just see. And or even if I mean, if you're into sororities, I mean, I have I happen to know because I know Sophie's mom. Um, your mom started a sorority. <laughs> which Did you really? How do you not know that? Oh my god! <laughs> um, you should ask her about it because you do know that you're being sarcastic, right? <laughs> no, I mean, oh my god, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Because your mom like is super proud of that, and like you can totally do stuff like that. Wait, did she really? Yeah, she's she's got to have mentioned this in the last eighteen years because that's about a lot. <laughs> the one that she was in. Yes. Yes. Whoa! Wait, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I knew she was in one. 
Oh yes, she is a founder of the of the sorority that she was in. Um, how That's did you, so oh. fun! <laughs> I'm amazed that you, that hasn't. Yes, but yes, there are things like that. You can you can always do that, and also you know there's a lot of. I mean, Hannah, you mentioned just the people on your floor. The vast majority of people there are in the same boat as you, which is to say, yeah. one of two possibilities: either they had friends in college before. I mean, in high school or they didn't. But regardless, they probably left most of them behind. You know, maybe, you know, one or two other people who went to the same school as you if you go somewhere local. But mostly it's a lot of people who are also in the same boat of looking for something to do. And like, for the most part, hanging out at the library or on chat rooms on, on you know, or, or news groups that are bulletin boards. There's like so many things going on. People will just yeah. post flyers on walls. You will like, find your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like uh, organize events a lot too. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, like also the great thing about like the first week back of college is like uh, the college throws like free events to try and help you meet people. And there's free food there. <laughs> Which is oh god, that's always good as a college student. Find free food. It's the best incentive that has ever <laughs> existed. Yeah. Yes. Find find free food. Whatever <laughs> you do, that, make sure you find free food. There will be student art shows every week, someplace on campus. They will have hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, um, I'm sure that Facebook might not be the place to do this now. But uh, in my desperation to make sure I had friends or at least people I knew when I went to Mississippi State, I after I knew I was going there i joined like the class of 2012 is that when i graduated i don't know 2013 (laughs) (laughs) like facebook group and i met a lot of people that way and i bonded with a girl over the fact that we were both obsessed with tv show lost just talking on facebook and i'm sure like there are like other forums depending on like what uh place you go but you can connect with people online um find a roommate that way Mm mm-hmm we also have this opportunity to like bridge the academic and the social and that one of the best things you can do is to form study groups and classes because mm-hmm. it's really easy to find other people who are like i don't know how to study for this it would be really helpful to have other people to bounce things off of and you know you get together and you study but you wind up chatting and making friends afterwards too yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to parties. There will yeah. there will be there will be parties. Even if you're like not necessarily going to join the fraternity or the sorority, um, there are parties, and you don't have to be go crazy there. and drunken like me. But like, it's a good way to meet people. Go there and meet the other people who aren't excited about being there. Then go do something else. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there, there are parties in college that aren't like. I mean, honestly, any frat party I went to was not like some as crazy as the shows and uh, movies kind of out to be but like uh there are parties that were just you know people like getting together to watch the bachelorette or something um Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like it has to be said that like people should be safe um and like think about how to drink safely and yes uh uh, importantly uh go to student health services to learn about birth Mm -hmm. control and condoms and that kind of thing but if you don't want to do certain things in college don't feel like you have to do them yeah right right. because i think that people like feel like there's a checklist of things they have to do like 
Uh, even if it's like just dating, like everybody, I feel like this is true of every college, like everybody my first year got together with like some like freshman boyfriend or girlfriend by like the end of like the first month. Mm -hmm. And I was like alone in my singleness. But you know what? I was happy. You probably probably weren't. It probably just felt like you were. (laughs) But I felt like I, I felt like I was, but I was happy and I was Mm -hmm. happy alone. And I learned the valuable lesson in college that it's better to be alone and happy than be pulled into the most ridiculous dramas I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 Well, which is again, another one of those, like, you know, getting ready for adult life with training wheels kind of thing. Um, it, yeah. Um, it, you certainly don't have to do anything. You shouldn't, you know, it's a weird, this is the part where I am the most responsible grown up. I am. You don't have to drink or do drugs or anything like that. Those are available in college, but just sort of building off of what Hannah said, if you do um, one thing to know about, and I, I can't speak for all colleges because I haven't gone to all colleges. Some are going to be more conservative than others. Like some have student codes of conduct that they take very seriously. Most of them kind of don't. And um, if you decide you want to get wasted, which, you know, I'm certainly never going to be the person who says don't do not be afraid of health services. Do not be afraid of campus security. Seriously. It's a college. You're not the first freshman who's ever been drunk off their ass or high off their ass. If something goes wrong, call somebody for the love of God, call somebody. Do not leave your friends or yourself to die in a hallway because everybody was afraid of calling the cops. Um, which is something that happened at my school. Um, a friend of mine. Um, so it's not, you know, it, it's weird because they, you know, it's sort of a, you're not supposed to be doing this because you're underage, which I think is a stupid law. And everybody knows, you know, everybody knows that kids are drinking. Everybody knows that kids are hooking up. Everybody it's, knows that kids are smoking weed. If something goes wrong, call somebody. It's fine. Yeah, It's eight. It's 2018 year olds without parental supervision for the first time in their lives. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's and that's kind of the nice thing about college, because you can unlike unlike, you know, real life where it's hard to be like, like, um, I don't know, like the Pulp Fiction moment. You, you know, you don't want to say, hey, my friend overdosed on heroin. And like, you know, I understand why people might be afraid to say that in like real life, at you know, with the regular cops. Um, they shouldn't be if you're overdosing, you know, call the cops or call the ambulance. But in college, totally just call the ambulance, just call health services or call or call campus security. They'll come and fix it. You're not the first time they've seen that. So yeah. also just in general, just be nice to your friends and like take care of each other and don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Rules for life yeah, in general, right. but yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, sure. But like, you know, in high school and middle school, I think everyone kind of has a miserable time and is miserable and college is like the chance for you to not be the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but I don't know. It's, I, I think it's weird because much like with, and I don't mean just mean j- drinking here and drinking and sex, but much like with academics, I think college is a chance to try new things. So yeah. For all social things, um, try new things. You, you, you asked about making friends, Sophie. Try new things and see where it goes. Like, you know, uh, Wayne, you said, hey, go to art shows just for the free food. But they are yeah, too. You should. Yeah. There's also art there, which is yeah, kind of cool. Right, and, you might, yeah. <laughs> and you might discern you like it. And like there are, I mean, there are a lot of things that I, you know, that um, 
Like I have seriously, you know, you know, I've gone to all kinds of events because there might be free food or there might be a cute girl there or whatever. And sometimes you end up liking that club. Yeah. And the college will sponsor movies and they'll have popular movies that are fun that everybody wants to see. And they'll have weird independent films. Go see those, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and they, they will have speakers talking on all kinds of shit that you're allowed to go to for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, see I mean, people like Spike Lee came to Mississippi State my first year and that was awesome. Um, yeah. 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 Just wonderful opportunities. Just all kinds of things that just don't happen normally in real life for the rest of your life. <laughs> and they should. And but they, they should. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, they, or, they, they do. You just have to seek it out a lot more. Right. More, yeah, you have to really work at it a lot. Yeah, more. You, you 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 end up like us, and you you know you chase that dragon of uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. trying to be a college yes. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Sophie. What what kinds of things are you interested? in? I'm just curious. Like we we represent between the four of us four different schools. So, um, what what is your favorite hobby? Um, I mean, I like dance. Uh, absolutely, there will be dance clubs. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dance? Yeah, what kind of dance? Be and there's dancing. always there's dancing at frat parties too. Yeah. I I went to a ton of frat parties. I never drank. I just danced my ass off. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great night for me. Yeah, <laughs> there, there will be the school will sponsor dances. Yeah, depending mm-hmm. on like what school you go to, they also like bring in bands and stuff, especially like. Yeah old bands that like you know the name of but like aren't super famous anymore like third eye blind or something and mm-hmm. you know there's like a big dance party um somewhere on campus or like straight off mm-hmm. well, and hannah bringing that up that, that that's the the meme our friend matt shared that i i wanted to mention probably the best thing you can do for your professors <laughs> is, is to yeah i know i know where this is going yeah you spend some time getting caught up on outdated pop culture references from like 20 years ago yes because all your professors are going to try to bond with you by using pop culture references of things that are 20 years before you were born <laughs> yeah you remember that episode of of mash no right. no that's, yeah. that's actually going back a little far but like but like friends seinfeld office references yeah yeah well yeah you mentioned seinfeld earlier i'm like yeah see there it is <laughs> yeah seinfeld's been off the air for 20 well, years I, yeah. you've heard the story of how i failed to use twilight to explain something to my students and they all judge me <laughs> the the other thing i I can think of is i mean hannah you you said you know oh i was the only single person except for you probably weren't i think one thing that yeah well yeah and but but it's important to note that it probably often feels like that whatever it again when you said there are 2018 year olds who have been away from home for exactly as long as you have so whatever you are feeling someone else is going through the exact same and it's and it's and it really is like yeah. a lot. And I, don't, and I mean yeah. literally whatever you're feeling whether it's oh my god i think i might be gay or it's oh my god i think i'm going to fail this calculus test any or anywhere in between like literally anything that you're going through someone else on campus probably within 15 feet of you <laughs> is also going through it which you know i think this is a good time to say that there are resources like um yeah. student health like not just student health services but like caps um which is like student counseling services mm-hmm. um i realize that caps is not the acronym everyone uses and there's no shame in going to like receive counseling, especially if you're feeling stressed out. It's yeah. free. Um, like yeah. it's the best thing ever. <laughs> right. And, and if you're if the person you meet with um 
is not working for you, don't feel bad about asking for someone mm-hmm. else to. Um, because sometimes it takes even even like off campus for like people seeking out like permanent um, counseling. It takes sometimes like going to more than one therapist to find someone who's a good fit for you and mm-hmm. like your issues. If you become a psychologist, you will not be the best psychologist for mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> And and that's that's true. You just you got to find what fits. So I think, but I think, yeah, those are all good lessons. Um, let's see yeah. what else. Um, Sophie, where do you think you're? Do you have any idea where you want to go to school? Um, yes, I have a top school right now. It's Southern New Hampshire University. I'm actually wearing this sweatshirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> So they're um, and they're far enough away from where you live that you can't, you can't live at home. So. Yes, I am very much a fan of people going away to college. That's yeah. I you know, I I have some regrets. I I commuted my four years. It was a combination of things. Some of it was I I fully admit I didn't feel ready for that yet. I I was more sheltered and backwards than is apparent to anyone who knows me today. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was also just some of it was just purely a, a financial thing, you know. Like I, I had grants and 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 scholarships that paid tuition. Uh, you know, living on campus with just extra money that just quite frankly my my family couldn't couldn't swing at the time. So and I went to a local college, so I drove in and you know, and I had friends and I did things. I also missed a tremendous amount of the things we've been talking about tonight. Uh, and I took full advantage of that stuff when I went to grad school. I, I lived in an mm-hmm. apartment, but boy did I do all the activities. You know, I, I had my undergrad experience mm-hmm. late. Um, and it's not like, you know, I went to some of the parties in undergrad, you know, I, I had a lot of those experiences, but I, you know, I have a certain regrets over mm-hmm. missing that. Yeah. I, I think, um, and this is Amelia, a different episode. I definitely think that, um, as like people who like work at, um, an institution of higher learning, we need to like think about how not every student is like a traditional, like 18 year old living on right. campus from a middle-class family, um, or something or like, you know, can afford things. But I also, um, think that like it, it's important to remember that, um, there are a lot of resources out there now, mm-hmm. um, depending on, especially depending on like what college you go to to help you, um, with certain things. Like not everyone can afford to study abroad, but it's super cool if you can. Um, mm-hmm. so like you should look in to see like what the scholarship right. your college might offer. Like, that was that. something I never got to do. Cause I, you know, I, I had to work. Yeah. Like if I, if I weren't in, you know, I, I mean, I talked about being drunk a lot, but, um, I also, for me, the big thing with college was I worked until I went, I worked three, three part-time jobs for those first two years at once. I was, I was working. I was, um, I was in order to make sure I had enough money to live. I was working 40 hours a week and going to school and then, you know, just drunk the rest of the time. I was, I just never slept. Um, but, um, but then it, my life got easier once I decided, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to fail everything. So I got a full-time job and became a part-time student. And that's just, that's how I finished my undergrad starting my junior year because I had to. Um, but that also meant that I never got to do the study abroad thing because, you know, there, there was no summer vacation. I had a job, you know? So, so, so I think that, mm-hmm. I, I think that it, it, Hannah's right. Everybody's got a different experience. Um, you, you sort of learn to not be ashamed of any of it, but also I think, you know, you, the best part about college is getting able to meet people who aren't like yourself. I think one of the, you know, we said go and make friends in clubs. Um, but I think the other mistake that you can make is don't 
just try to make friends who are just like you. Um, and part of that, I mean, like, you know, racially, but also, I mean, just anything like the Like the best part about college is you go there and, you know, Wayne, you've talked about this, not, you know, not knowing any black people growing up because there aren't any in your, you know, yeah, where town. I'm from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, but like there's <laughs> town, <laughs> yeah, town generously <laughs> and, you know, in, you know, puddle gup where Wayne's from, <laughs> you know, like, you know, the, um, there's more tumbleweed than there are minorities. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, like it's neat to go somewhere and it's 2019. It's really easy to grow up in a bubble, not just like socially in real life, but like even on the internet. But as you know, everybody on the show is fairly liberal, but it's also nice to be able to meet real people who might be, you know, politically conservative and surprise, surprise, aren't monsters. Some of them will be, some of them will be monsters, but it's neat to be able to meet people who aren't. It's neat to be able to go there and learn like, you know, um, I learned that I wasn't particularly religious by going away to college and realizing, oh, maybe I don't believe in God. Maybe I don't this. Um, lots of people learn that they're gay or straight or bi by going away to college. Lots of people learn that, oh, my family was Republican, but it turns out I'm a Democrat or I'm a libertarian or I'm completely screwed up politically. And you learn that by just sort of meeting different people and, you know, not just in class, but partying with them. I don't mean getting drunk, though, that that too, but also just like you, going places. You will spend part of that four years having the most intense and meaningful conversations of your life. While stoned. Yeah, while stoned. <laughs> but also, uh, but no, also no, while not. And while not. But no, I mean, the, those are the, you know, prepare yourself for the sitting up till morning talking about everything there is, you know, mm-hmm. the life, the universe and everything. And you know, I'm in my 50s and I miss having those conversations because they felt so important mm-hmm. and so alive. And, and, you know, and there's still, there are pieces of them that, that still resonate in my life. You know, there, oh. there are moments of that, that just, some of those are the best things that happened to me in college. Common rooms are great for that, by the way, if you, yes. if you, yep. um, that's, um, if you're living on campus, Sophie, and there's, um, you know, somewhere in your dorm room, not dorm room on your on in your dorm, there is a room that has, you know, probably a TV, maybe a pool table and like four sofas. And you just hang out there sometimes and just talk about shit. It's awesome. All righty. So we have, weren't really trying to resolve anything, <laughs> but, uh, but we're, I, I think we're well. Yeah. Over. Do you have any other questions? Um, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think and we are loaded. In four years, you need to write a report and give it back to us. <laughs> Let us know how we did. Uh, Part two. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, I'm still just sort of amazed that she didn't know that her mom founded the sorority she was in. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that she was in one because I've been to it, yeah. but I didn't know that she was a founder. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, Look, the parents keep the coolest things about themselves from their children. <laughs> Um, again, I, the, the day, the, the day that I met uh, Sophie, which was on this show, I said, hi, Sophie, I used to get drunk with your mom a lot. That's (laughs) that's, that's how I know her. That's how I know her mom. Um, but you know, and, but I think that's, you know, that was, God, that was 20 something years ago and I'm still friends with her mom. So I think that, you know, I, I think that that's, 
the you know there's the cliche of these are the friends that you make and keep for your entire life and you know her mom lives several <laughs> away but she's still my friend and that's how yeah two, two or two or three of them will be yeah, that yeah actually you know 10, 10 years ago almost to the day was when i started mississippi state also it was about when kesha's tiktok came out and those two <laughs> events defined my life <laughs> yes so apparently apparently start listening to Kesha if we resolve yeah. <laughs> that that will help you somehow yes Kesha will help you understand how to do college in many different ways <laughs> which uh funnily enough she dropped out of college to follow her dreams so. <laughs> yes which is also an option I, th- I think she got in and then she just like didn't go oh. um but she did get really high SAT scores so well, my, my advice is always stay in school forever. <laughs> that is that is the dream. Go to school, stay there forever. The real world. Sucks. Well, we resolved this Kesha is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the takeaway slash the lesson of this is that Kesha will get you through college. <laughs> well, uh, there, you, you are, or you know, you don't you don't have to be an old person like like Hannah, who um, <laughs> an old fogey. I'm sure you'll have your own um, very important you know person that gets you through study study for college um and, and, and yeah and we're, we're, we're joking about it but yeah absolutely true the the music and and books and those things that you will discover i mean that's you know that, that's so much a part of it as well don't be afraid to try things that are new everything new and you know don't be afraid to say no but um which is uh, what hannah said also but also don't be afraid to say yes to just yeah. you know if something sounds interesting be it social or academic or just like random Try it. If somebody's like, um, God, some of the best movies that I saw, and um, like yeah. there, are, I mean, there are weird things. Like the CMU does, um, like the, the way we always had our movies. Keith, you'll remember this. Like we had, we had movies that everybody wanted to see. Those were on Saturdays, like Saturday night. You know, they'd have, and and I mean, the movies are like a dollar. You go and you pay a dollar, and you get to see, you know, something that was a Hollywood blockbuster three months ago. But you know still it's still there and yeah. then like there'd be something that was kind of a you know kind of an oscar film would be like saturday so you'd have uh, it'd be sundays and then like thursday nights and and wednesday nights that's the weird shit go to some of the weird <laughs> shit yeah, yeah definitely go to some of the, some weird, of the shit. weird shit is awesome and then yeah. and you also find out, yeah yeah I, I mean or even just like like there was um there was like absolutely bizarre stuff there's i can't remember what it's called there was, one, there was there was one day they they played um they played this weird porno movie and I mean, actual porn, and they played it because it's the first movie Sylvester Stallone's in. Ah. <laughs> to, every year during Carnival, they would play a porn on the Thursday night. Yeah, on the Thursday night. And it's just weird stuff. And like, no one goes there. I mean, people would go there just because of the novelty of it. And it's bizarre. And like, you sort of, you know, we're watching porn not just in mixed company with 2000 other people. And it's just creepy and weird, but in a good way, almost. Well, they also, they went with, they went with strange and interesting porns. Like I, I just think yeah. I remember watching the Kung hot, Fu porno. Uh, I was thinking of hot skin in 3d. Um, yeah, I know I missed the 3d one. I was yeah, the 3d one. That was disturbing. If you've never seen, three, if you've never seen a 3d porn movie, there's a reason why you don't. <laughs> Cal- Cal- Caligula is an actually very good historic adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, with no. a lot of porn, <laughs> so go, see, but not just porn. Go see, go 
see weird. Yeah. Go see weird art films. Is what, what I'm saying. Yes. Just yes. Go see weird. Go art to films. the art shows. Go to readings. Like there's a there's so much um, there's so much on campus that is also like just other students presenting their work. Like if you're if you're an English student, like, like yeah. we were yes. like, um, in, our, in our English program, Hannah, you probably had this too. Well, you were a journalism major, so I don't know if they have it, but I'm betting you do. For creative writing majors, you know we have um, we have like a reading series where you would you know if you're if you're a poet you you know they'd have five poets out each reading their work or if they're fiction day mm-hmm. you'd have two fiction writers who would each read just read a short story in like the campus coffee house and it's like you know it's just somebody your age who's reading some story that they wrote and like having been there my god am i excited when somebody's there to watch who's not just some friend yeah. of mine i already have like you know yeah. like you're dating somebody Thanks. and you force them to go and then like maybe your roommate Thanks. goes and that's the only and then the people in your program and that's it like it's awesome when there's other people there they they need the support yes. so basically uh we love college so yes. so much we never left <laughs> i left and sort came of. back I left and recited, oh my God, real world sucks. Abort, abort, abort. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, go have a good time. Mm -hmm. Be Trust yourself. It'll be great. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah. Sophie, thanks for joining us so that it's not just old fogies talking about this. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Sophie. Good luck with everything. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have, um, you have to tell people that you're on again so that, you know, we have young, cool people listening to our show. Of course. All four of your friends. Yes, all four of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything you want to tell people about? Uh, I don't really have anything to plug for myself, but uh, in sad news in the last week, one of my very favorite rapper producers, DJs, a guy named Peyton Locke, who used to be part of a group called Asimov, Mm -hmm. uh, died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I highly encourage people to go like listen to some of his music, buy some of his music, because I think his family could probably use the help and support right now. Okay. You know, if people, if you want to use your plug for something altruistic and make the rest of us look bad, fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, also, he's awesome, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. It's spreading the love as, as if we were still in college. <laughs> uh, Palindrome Hannah. Uh, actually, I was going to plug something that has nothing to do with me, too. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, totally not exactly uh, what we've been talking about, but um, this is the first episode we're recording after the ice raids in Mississippi, um, which all of Ooh, you know, yes. um, I am from there, as I've told you many times. Um, which was actually <laughs> I have like heard the that. first day of school in Mississippi. Uh, so, like, if you are interested in, like, doing something, uh, you can donate to the Mississippi Immigrants' Rights Alliance. Um, and mm-hmm. that like goes toward um, helping like recover stolen wages from immigrant workers. I'm reading from their website: fight police harassment, and discrimination, educating communities about the rights, and making sure marginalized voices are heard in the legislative process. Uh, also, uh, the candidate for governor in the Republican primary, Tate Reeves, has been very clear how much he uh, supports ICE. And if you are from Mississippi. And you voted in the Republican primary or did not vote in the Democratic primary. There is a runoff against Pete Reeves and his opponent, Waller, um, on in a couple weeks. So be sure to, like, speak your register to vote August 27th and maybe not vote for the King of Dicks. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, Wayne, what about you? Oh, yeah, I'm not following you. No, I don't even want to close the show out now because <laughs> uh, I guess if you want something that's not as important as that, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Maverick or on my blog at www.chrismaverick.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Vox Popcast, on Facebook, on Instagram, all at Vox Popcast. Um, you can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where we discuss upcoming topics for upcoming shows and you can comment and give us ideas and maybe appear on the show the way Sophie is right now um, or the way Keith is. That's how we found Keith this week. I mean, he said he had some good ideas and we was like, hey, you want to just come on the show and talk about them? Um, and that's how we get guests a lot. So follow the show on www.boxpopcast.com or any of the social media platforms. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from. And do us a favor, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or any of those other services, and that helps other people find the show. And it makes us happy because, you know, we're poor college students for life and, you know, <laughs> not going to make any money, but you could at least send us your love that way. Um I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song building ever more so epically and playing us out. Uh, I'd like to once again thank both Sophie and Keith for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And thank you for listening at home. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 out at three, wake up at ten, go out to eat, then do it again. Man, I love college. Do I really have to graduate or can I just stay here for the rest of my life?